I'm Hillary. And I'm Sandra. Coming up on this episode of the Quick and the Dirty podcast, we're going to talk about your isolationship. <laughs> it's a new word. It's a new world. Will you make it through the self-isolation with your partner or is this the end times? <laughs> it feels like the Hunger Games, doesn't it? Because someone's going to die. At least that's my house anyway. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk to clinical psychologist and psychotherapist and truly a favorite of uh, the Quick and the Dirty podcast. Carlin Costa is coming up. The Quick and the Dirty podcast with Hillary Welch and Sandra Plagakis. Sandra, I think there are upsides and downsides to all this self-isolation or I guess like, what is it? They're calling it social distancing. Yes, social distancing, physical distancing and all of that stuff. Um, For me, the downside is that I'm not shopping anymore. And it's also, (laughs) but it's also the upside. For your husband, at least. (laughs) The downside is that I have nowhere to go to get away from him. Uh, (laughs) The upside is that I'm saving so much money right now. And I'm like, oh, my God, I might actually be able to pay off my debt. What? (laughs) See, I'm like, oh, my God, when this is all over, I might be able to afford Botox. (laughs) (laughs) Is that is that what you've been waiting for, honey? (laughs) You are killing me. Are you serious? Do you want Botox? Uh, I think so. Just in the middle of my forehead for the uh, the fuck you line. <laughs> it used to be the what the fuck line, but now it's just straight up fuck you. Just a fuck you line. That's hilarious. I I like proudly display mine. You need to you need to see it so I don't have to speak to you. Once you see it, you know where you stand. <laughs> You know what's going on. (laughs) So how are you finding this isolation? Like, are you finding time for yourself, if you know what I mean? Uh, Are you finding (laughs) your kids and your partner unreasonable? Uh, Well, I think anybody who has teenagers will say that uh, they've been social distancing for years. They started the trend. We're just picking it up now. So like my kids are, are my life at home with my children has not changed. One stays in the basement to play video games. The other one's in his room all the time watching uh, Netflix. And then uh, the only thing that has changed is that we're actually eating dinner more together. And they're actually helping me cook dinner, which is kind of nice. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. And then like one of them talked to me the other day and I'm like, oh, hi, I'm Sandra. Oh, yeah, you're my kid. (laughs) I am finding that like we're having deeper conversations in our house as well. I I love that yours is saying hi, but yeah, ours are just talking to each other again. But like, I mean, it's hard because the kids, your kids are much younger, so they must have questions that you're very careful answering right now. For sure. They have lots of questions and they're very nosy listening to everything we say. So we have to be super careful. Um, But we have a lot of discussions about how it's their job to just be kids right now. And it's our job to worry. That's that's absolutely perfect. So what do they say when they hear all the weird noises coming from your bedroom? (laughs) They're sleeping. (laughs) The quiet game. My quiet game has never been more on point. (laughs) What about... What about, I just, I'm just a real talker in my sleep. I just right. like, I dream, you know how dogs dream about chasing squirrels? You could say humans dream about that too. More like chasing bones. Yeah. Um, uh, luckily, well, it's unfortunate we only have the kids half time. It does mean that the quiet game is only in place half time. 
Oh, thank God for that. And then it really does become the Hunger Games in a different kind of way. <laughs> you know it. I volunteer as tribute. <laughs> So there is a new word that people are using for self-isolation with your significant other or your partner. It is called an isolationship. And uh, you might be struggling with that or things might be even better than ever. But to help us navigate that is Carlin Costa, who is a favorite on the Quick and the Dirty podcast. She is a clinical psychologist and a psychotherapist. And I feel like we need you now more than ever. Good morning. morning. Well, I I mean, yeah, it's been really interesting, the conversations I've been having with my patients and friends and everybody lately. It's an interesting time to be alive. We want to know, is this isolation going to help or hinder our relationships? Or is that all on us? I think it is going to reveal the truth about your relationships with yourself and with your partner. And is that a good thing or a bad thing? (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's the thing. I can't tell you if it's going to be good for you or not good for you because everybody is different, right? Everybody's going through uh, different realizations and different awarenesses and things are kind of waking up for people, right? Um, So is it going to be a good thing? Here's the thing. I think everything, whether it turns out, quote, unquote, negative, or whether it turns out, quote unquote, positive is always a good thing. Right. And that's kind of the thing. That's kind of one of the things that we are being taught right now. And um, and that, and here's the thing. The year, the earth, the universe, the world, the everything is calling us to simplify. It's calling us to be, go inward, to stop focusing so much on external distractions and people and things and bills and all that stuff. And it's getting us to come back into ourselves and remember what is actually important. And here's the thing. Many of us got into relationships for a bad reason, for a bad motivation, for a a motivation that is not in alignment with the lives that we actually want to live. And that's why some people are feeling really, really agitated right now. But some people are feeling really, really calm and leaning into their bodies. Um, and their emotions, and really feeling it through. So if you are feeling really agitated and irritated by everything right now, that's a sign. That's a sign that it's time to shake things up, and it's time to really evaluate the life that you are living, the relationships that you are in, and whether or not that is actually good for you. Because I read this really great meme the other the other day, and it was like, um, oh, what did it say? It, it said, Oh, well, I'm going to have to come back to it. <laughs> That's okay. I'm sure it'll come, for, come back to you. Uh, Carlin, what are some of the biggest challenges you're seeing with your patients right now? What are, what are people going through that is kind of common between people? You know what? Well, one of the biggest challenges I'm having with my patients right now is that nobody is coming to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> That's the biggest challenge I'm experiencing right now, which is kind of kind of funny. Uh, because kind of pre all of this, everyone was like doing work. It felt like 2020 kind of like jumped off on a high for many people, or at least not on a high, but on like a, a transformational platform, right? Like all of my patients were like, this is the year things are going to change. You know what I mean? People mm-hmm. were becoming a little bit more aware of all of that stuff. And then all of a sudden the world is like, yeah, things are going to change. Boom. Things are about to change. And now everyone's like, oh, enough change, enough change. I've done. I'm done. Uh, what about in our relationships? 
Like, what are some of the major challenges you're seeing for people? Uh, so some of the challenges that I'm hearing from people for their relationships is, is this the person that I committed my life to, right? Is this, or how am I able to reconnect with my partner because I have felt so distant from them? Um, as well as how do I talk to my partner again, right? How do I even like have, like reinvigorate this relationship and it's all of those realizations that are coming to the forefront right now. Right, because you have to or you're just not going to be able to talk to anyone. It's them or nothing. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, absolutely, right? It's absolutely. And it's funny because I did a couple of videos um, on my IGTV and I was like, one of them was like, it's good to be in a relationship. And the other, like, this is like the best time to be in a relationship right now because it's the buddy system, right? Like, it's the buddy system and like, you've got your partner and like, you can, you know, handle this challenge together. And then on the other side of it, I did this great video and it was like, it is never a better time to be single because <laughs> if you don't like people, yeah. people around you, you, yes. it's a great excuse to be like, you know, not today. You know, what's interesting. Oh. You said that most people get together for the wrong reasons and they, they they make they, they enter into relationships uh, uh, kind of for the wrong reasons. But do you think yeah. so? Do you think that after this is all over, people are going to have a different criteria when finding a mate? Like it'll be like you're a great guy, but do you think you'd be a good quarantine buddy? You know what I mean? <laughs> That's right? Can I live through the apocalypse? That, exactly. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I honestly think so. I honestly think that by the end of this, there will there will be a surge in divorces and separations. I think there will also be a surge in people actually getting closer to their relationships and to each other. Um, I think we're also going to see a baby boom happen in about a year from now. <laughs> because what that- else is there to do than bone your partner? Let's be honest. <laughs> right, right. But it's really funny. I got this great question from someone online and they were like, um, so here's the thing. I'm in quarantine with my husband and I haven't want, wanted to have sex with him in a long time. And up until now, I've been able to avoid it because life now I can't avoid it. What do I do? How do I bring the spice back into my life? Right. And into my relationship. So people are really starting to become aware as to who it is that they married and who it is that they've become in their relationships. Right, because life's not getting in the way. Yeah, yeah. Life's not getting in the way to distract you and to keep you from from seeing the truth of, you know, do I actually like this person that I'm laying in bed with, right? Is this the person I want to survive the, through the apocalypse <laughs> with? And if, for people who are dating and who are single, it's really interesting because because you can't just go out and meet someone and have sex with them on the first date or anything anymore. You know what I mean? And And kind of convince ourselves that that is the way in which we want to date or need to date or that is the expectation that is put upon us, people are forced to actually have conversations and, like, hang out again and court again. And it's really fucking beautiful because we have forgotten how to talk to each other as a humanity. And it's really cool to see how people are putting things like like sex, um, especially if you're single, and shelving it because you physically aren't allowed to right now yeah you can't so you're having like virtual dates online i guess is the only way to do it yeah totally right because you, you i mean the last thing you want to be doing is swapping spit with somebody right <laughs> <laughs> Not only among other like, things <laughs> yeah it's, it's flu season 
COVID, <laughs> right? And, you know, we're here in London, Ontario. There, there's, like, a bunch of cases of mumps that have come out. I'm like, this is the best time, actually, for isolation. Like, <laughs> we need to heal our world for a minute and, uh, and look at how we are using our bodies, how right. we are covering up dating to mask loneliness, how we are have become unaccepting of who we are, our capabilities and our bodies and our ability to relate to ourselves and our children and each other as partners as well. It's a really trying time for people. And I think we've just started to kind of crack open some of those things. Mm-hmm. We're just starting to hear people become a little agitated. I think in the next few weeks, I'm going to see a big influx of patients and people reaching out and being like, okay, hold on a second. For sure. Here's what's actually going on now. What about people uh, taking the opportunity to get to know their own bodies a little bit better? Like maybe you need to have some like kick up your masturbation classes online. Oh my God, goddess, the time for masturbation is now. (laughs) If ever, right? This is the time. (laughs) If there was was ever a time, this is it. You've got nothing but I will let you know that I was at Walmart yesterday and lube was sold out. Get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) You're kidding me. (laughs) Well, I mean, a girl's got to lubricate. (laughs) Yeah. Lubrication is your best friend, right? All they need to do is watch some of my videos to realize you don't always need that kind of lube. You can use olive oil. You can use coconut oil. You can use grapeseed oil, right? Just like Go with your pantry and like. Can I? Can I tell you? Actually, I have a question for you, Carlin, because I was in Montreal a few weeks ago, and I was with some girlfriends. And on a lark, we we ran into a sex store. You know, there's one on every street corner in Montreal. And we're walking around, we're having some fun, we're looking at stuff, and we found like a giant jug of lube, like a jug of it. And none of us could come up with a good reason why anyone in the world would need a jug of lube. Do you have any idea? Um, like, <laughs> like, what are you yeah, doing to your like, body? <laughs> yeah, like, like COVID-19 is happening and you're just alone by yourself in your apartment or with your partner and you've got nothing to do but time. <sighs> right. Yeah. But time <laughs> being <Yeah>. me. <laughs> right? But, but time. T- oh, time. wow. Time. Wow, Hillary. Time. It just seemed like a very, very large amount of lube. Like it was like a slip and slide amount of lube. You know what I mean? <laughs> different strokes, Sandra. Different strokes. I guess I. I don't know. I just. I just. I didn't understand it, and I needed someone to help like explain it to me. Yeah. Now I'm embarrassed that I brought it up. <laughs> no. I think it just depends on how much stuff you want to put up your butt. You well, know? Like... I mean, a moderate amount, but not, nothing crazy. <laughs> I mean, we don't know how long the lockdown's going to last for. <laughs> so. true. Can you imagine they start selling lube on the black market because it's sold out <laughs> like toilet paper? Lube becomes the next precious commodity. Oh, oh my goddess. Wouldn't that be the best? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so what are some of the other challenges like how do you manage tempers and arguing when you can't get away from somebody in your house okay so that's a really great question right so one of the ways in order to kind of I call it like like COVID proof right (laughs) like to COVID proof (laughs) your relationship 
uh, one of the things that I think is really important is is to remember that, yes, you are going to be in isolation, in quarantine, or whatever the words that you are using, in your home. You are completely safe in your home. However, because a lot of us aren't used to working from home or being at home with the same people all the time, right, it can feel really claustrophobic. It can feel really tight in there. So it's going to be really important to make sure that you have a conversation with your family, with your partner, with whoever it is in your house, and dedicate spaces to retreat to, right? Dedicate places that when you say something like, I'm going to go to the bedroom because I need 10 minutes, right? Or like, I need 30 minutes alone, right? Then that's like code. It's like calling armadillo at a swingers party. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, like I'm <laughs> Sorry, <gay>. what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> you know, but yeah, and I think everybody needs a code word. I think I think, you know, conflict negotiation, communication, all of that kind of stuff is going to be really important and use and one of the techniques that I teach my couples, my patients is using things like code words and being like I'm going to call Armadillo and then I'm going to go and retreat for an hour because I can't like being with this too many it's too much. And then learning not to get offended by it. That's the hard part. Yes. And learning to not get offended by it and to be like, you know, to remember that everyone is having their own experiences through this. Right. And just because you are a team in your relationship doesn't mean that you don't have individual emotions about it. Doesn't mean that you're processing things a little bit differently. Doesn't mean that one of you is going to want to have to masturbate more than not. Did you know one of the questions that I'm getting actually is, Oh my goddess, like this isolation is making me horny as fuck. What do I do? <laughs> I've been asked that question a couple times. Uh, you know, yeah, Carlin, you know, I was laughing because um, uh, we were joking on my radio show recently <laughs> that what about all the people who are having affairs? And they can't get together. Yeah. Like, uh, I feel like a lot of affairs are going to break up through this. Yeah, well, I mean, like, Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a yes because how are you going to sneakily like have a conversation with somebody when you know what I mean when you're in the same house as your partner? And here's the thing, if you're having an affair, this is a really good time for you to evaluate is this is this actually right for me? Right? Because here's the thing, I work with people, I work with people who are cheating affairs, infidelity, all of that kind of stuff. And I have a very compassionate um, heart towards those situations because people get into those situations for a variety of different reasons. And I don't think anyone on this planet has a right to judge anyone um, for those things, even though we may be feeling a lot of things about those types of relationships. However, um, I think if that you are in that situation, this is going to be a really important time for you to maybe lean into your primary relationship and get real. Is this relationship worth me saving in all of this? Or am I actually missing out on the potential of having a really beautiful relationship with another person? Yeah. Right. Sometimes it takes like a big picture moment for you to have yeah. that moment of reckoning with yourself. Yeah. When you, when you say to yourself, man, life is short. Uh, if we ever have to go into quarantine again, I want to make sure I'm with the right quarantine buddy next time. Yeah. Yeah. 
I want to make sure I'm with you and not with and then not with the person that I'm with. And that's okay. Yeah. Or right? alternatively, maybe it's a great opportunity for people to fall back mm-hmm. in love and to find each other. Exactly. And that is the other best alternative of it, right? It's just like that woman who said, I've, I haven't wanted to have sex with my partner at all. And now all of a sudden, you know, he's here and he wants me. And I'm trying to work through the reasons why I don't want him and why I don't want to do this and why we have become so distant, right? It's time to like flirt again, to take up hobbies together again, right? To put the fucking phone down for a hot minute because nothing else is happening on Instagram and TikTok other than people are challenging each other to like (laughs) pick each other up and look like horses and do dance moves, right? Like that is like the only thing that is happening, right? So come back to your relationship. Have some real conversations again. Like, reminisce. Use tools like reminiscing about the times that you did, that, like when you did meet, right? Go through old photo albums. I know some of you have old photo albums there, right? <laughs> go through old photos. Clean out the basement together and go through old memories, right? Open up the old boxes. Do all of those things. And then also declutter your house because a lot of that shit you don't need in your house. <laughs> That's actually you really know? good advice, yeah. <laughs> Sing it, sister. Sing it. <laughs> so, so, it's, so it is interesting. So people, here's the one thing that I know from all of this is that the world is going to be different. You are going to be different. Your relationships are going to be different. And if you are not, then that is because you have become complacent in your life and you have missed an enormous opportunity to up-level how you are living. And you will fall behind. And it will feel like the rest of the world is moving ahead, and it's because it is. Yeah, that's that's a very, very fair statement. Um, yeah, and I found I found the meme actually. Remember how I was like, "What is that meme that I couldn't remember?" I found it. What is it? And it said, "It says it's not hard to recognize when someone is no longer for you. It's just hard to accept it." Ah, uh, dark. Yeah. Yeah. Well, deep, right? Because because like we've just been talking about affairs and like people like trying to reconnect and like and doing all of that work, right? And and the hard part isn't saying, no, I feel agitated and this isn't the relationship for me. You know it. It is hard to accept it and admit it and then do something about it. Sandra, what has your biggest challenge been so far with this isolation? Uh, yeah. uh, we don't have like a, a, a huge house. So I feel like everybody just irritates me and they're in my space a lot. So, um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it, it's really just fighting over space and just getting me time. Finding that time because I, I'm a big I, I've spent most of my, I spend most of my days alone and that's the way I like it. Mm-hmm. I go to work. I mm-hmm. work odd hours. I come home and I'm alone until about three o'clock every afternoon. And now I'm not. Mm-hmm. I go home and I have two teenagers in the house, a husband who's coming in and out because he's still an, he's still working at the moment. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't get like. I just don't get a second to myself. So I found that I the other day I went into the bathroom like a man and I was in there for like 30 minutes and I stayed in there. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I could ask you a personal question. Oh. Did you touch yourself? Oh, my God. <laughs> what part of myself didn't I touch, Hillary? <laughs> my God. 
Thank God. I, 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 there was a time in my life where we didn't have locks on our doors. I don't. I, when we bought the house, we didn't have locks. And years ago, I put a lock on my bedroom door so I could have the sex. And now I'm so happy the lock is on my door so I can have the sex with myself. So, right. <laughs> mommy's taking. Are a, your sons like? What's that weird sound? Coming like, from mommy's I'm room? just taking a nap, boys. But they're teenagers. They've been social distancing for me for years now. So this isn't a big deal. Be like, I gotta go take a nap and then put on some music and love myself hard. <laughs> now, my other question is, Carlin, let's be honest. None of us are wearing pants with actual waistbands right now. <laughs> How do you get out of the dullness of like no makeup, hair in a ponytail, sweatpants? Like, how do you bring the sexy back in? That's a good question because because it's true. A lot of people aren't doing that. But, but uh, this is such an interesting question to answer. So many ways I can answer that because because sometimes sweatpants are sexy, <laughs> and sometimes not wearing makeup is sexy. And allowing yourself to actually be kind of vulnerable and exposed to your partner that way can actually be really sexy. And your partner may not have seen that. So I think this is a good time for people to experiment. Like. If you get dolled up and dressed up every single day, right, maybe try dialing it back for a hot minute and being a little bit more vulnerable with how you're presenting yourself. But if you already, like, you know, feel like it's a chore and stuff, maybe try and build in, you know, morning routines and rituals, right? Get up in the morning, not like you're going to work, but like you're going to face the day, right? Get up and be like, okay, today I'm going to do this and create task lists, create to-do lists. Um, make <laughs> you sure. are on my to-do list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. put, sex, put sex on the to-do list, right? Put making like a roast on your to-do list. Put cleaning up the leaves outside on your to-do list. But do it wearing normal clothes and doing. And it's really funny because I'm hearing pe- some people are doing that. Like people are not wearing makeup and they're wearing waistband clothes and that type of things. I personally can't actually stop moving my body. Like, I can't work out enough for some reason. And I know a lot of people are actually feeling that. Like, they can't, like, there's so much energy that they can't stop moving. So I think it really just depends on listening to what your body needs. And if your body is saying to you right now, you need to rest and it feels good, then do that. But if you are saying to yourself, I need to rest because, fuck the world nothing else is happening and i just need to isolate but then you feel heavy you're not sleeping and you're feeling out of sync and out of whack then it's time to switch it up then it's time to start treating your your days and waking up and like doing those things starting your day with yoga starting your day with a meditation starting your day with making your family breakfast and having a gratitude practice with them starting your day with intention and getting up and showering masturbating getting dressed Maybe putting a little color on your face, although it's not necessary. But light the incense. Use the nice candles. Use the good towels. What about date nights? Date nights are fun. What about what about them? Like, do do you suggest you schedule them on the regular, or not schedule them, but make that happen? Or like, I'm just thinking, like, how are we going to break up our days? People think that they they can't because we're in this isolation, right? But schedule date nights. Still, they just have to look like instead of leaving the house you're going to stay in the house. So get dressed in like separate rooms. 
You know what I mean? Do like a nice like little reveal with one another, right? Make dinner, make plans to like make fun dinners or try a new recipe tonight, right? Light the candles, put the petals, throw the kids in the bedroom, lock the doors and be like, <laughs> you guys aren't allowed to come out for a hot minute. Like mommy and daddy need some us time. So like, I don't care what you're doing in there. Just like stay in there. <laughs> just <laughs> don't die. Like that's all we ask. Just, you'll be fine. Just figure it out, right? And then, but like do things like date nights with your family also, right? Like all too often, like here's the story. We go to work, we wake up, we rush out the door, we go to work. We come home, we rush to make meals, we rush our kids to sports, we rush our, ourselves to hobbies, we rush ourselves to classes, we do all of that stuff, right? We come home, we get the kids bathed, we throw them in bed, we lay, we scroll on Instagram for an hour. That sounds annoying to me, right? Now, you're home, so wake up with your family. Make breakfast or brunch every day together. Spend time um, doing things like hobbies together, spend time learning together or apart. What is the one thing that you've always wanted to kind of try and learn and do? You can do it right now. You have the time. Order from Amazon. It'll get shipped to your door and like start crocheting if that's really what you want to be doing. Well, right? I want to know, Hillary, then, is there something you want to learn? Yeah. <laughs> what is it? Do you want to learn how to squirt? Because this is a great <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! Oh my God, I totally do. But Hillary, what, uh, what like honestly... What, have you thought of something you could learn or pick up? Like about sex or just, just life? Just life. In life. Uh, it's not as exciting as squirting. I thought about making my own sourdough bread. <laughs> That's not exciting at all, really. Yeah, right. Like with the whole starter and everything. Let's not talk about that and squirting together because ew yeast. <laughs> I was thinking if I got in self-isolation, like if I really had to, because right now I'm lucky I can go to work every day because we're considered essential for whatever reason, but it's pretty awesome. Uh, I know I don't feel essential, but it's it's nice. Um, juggle. I've always wanted to learn how to juggle. And maybe if I could juggle. More than just your boobs? <laughs> I feel like I've had practice, right? But I want to throw a third thing into the mix. I want to juggle three things. And I, how about if I learn how to juggle and squirt at the same time? Yeah. Wow. That's a party trick, huh? That sounds like a sex club in Montreal. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it does. It really but does. I like that. You can learn how to do, um, I mean, that. talk about a great opportunity to go through the Kama Sutra, you know? <laughs> right? You know what I, I've been telling some couples? I was like, create a treasure map around your oh. house and see if you can, like, have sex in all of the places in your house. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And be like, and, like, make it a goal. Like, make it really, really fun. Or, like, hide things, sexy things around your house. Like, there's so many things that you can do. But, like, like the sexual treasure hunt and, like, going through the entire Kama Sutra is, like... <laughs> 360, you know, five days. I don't know. It's fun. <laughs> That's fun. Like, find the plastic ball and I'll lick your balls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Leave little poems. Right? Yeah, I love that. Like, you know, like, hide a blue ball, be like, blue balls no more. Or you can randomly pick, like, numbers, and every number is associated to a position in the Kama Sutra. It's like, well, today we're doing number 78, big guy. <laughs> Bend over. <laughs> oh, my God, it's create your own, like, you know how they have, like, a Christmas tree? Like, 
Christmas, they have those like advent calendars where every time you open a thing, you get a chocolate. Yes. <laughs> do what? Do a COVID calendar, and every day you open it up, and it's a new sex position. <laughs> I'm just not that fucking creative. I know. I only thought. Do you know the thing about the Kama Sutra is that I think there's like I don't know 200 and some positions in it. I really only know four, so it's. <laughs> I don't really know what, where all these positions come from, but at my age and my fitness level, I feel like I'm only good for about 10% of them anyway, right? No, goddess, you got this. I just lie there and take it, Carlin, basically. Is that wrong? Just pick the ones that are work for him. Like, I hope you've been doing your squats and your deadlifts because we're up. (laughs) (laughs) That works for me. Uh, okay, I have a I have a question though about okay something else not to get too dark, but and too philosophical, but we talk about relationships. You're either going to make it or you're not going to make it after this uh, yep. after this uh, COVID pandemic. What about the couples yep. that don't make it that should? Meaning you are now placed in something of an unnatural position. We are not meant to be you know on top of each other twenty four hours. 24 seven. That is not the way the world has ever worked. So because we're put in these unnatural situations, couples may break up that otherwise may have been actually pretty good together. Don't you think? Well, there's two sides to that. And and here's where I'm going to play a little bit of devil's advocate on, right? You're saying that right now people and couples being this attached and close to each other is unnatural. And what I am saying is the distance in which we were dealing with before and the ways in which we were isolating each other already previously to this was incredibly unnatural. So which one is actually more detrimental to your relationship? Right. So I think Sandra's referring to the physical closeness and the amount of time. And you're talking about the emotional, right? right? Yeah, totally. Well, but both also. Right? Because there's so many couples and relationships who were just in relationships prior to this who were literally just roommates living in the same house who were not touching each other, who were not doing anything, who were living their own separate lives. And then this is really showing people and like and now people are kind of on top of each other. And for some people coming becoming on top of each other actually is feeling more natural and is going to feel comfier because you've been feeling so distant to begin with. But when I hear what you're saying, uh, Sandra, about like, you know, what about the couples that should make it through? And here's what I believe. There is no shoulds in life and you should never should all over yourself. (laughs) Absolutely. I don't, I I hate, it's like, it's not, it's my like most disliked word. I don't use the word should unless like, like, unless it's the most relatable language that people can understand, right? Because we should so much. Well, I should lose five pounds. Oh, I should do this for my partner. Oh, I should work out today. Oh, I should eat this. Oh, I should masturbate. Oh, I should pay this bill. Oh, I should do all this. But you should all over yourself. You're going to let life completely pass you by. Right. Okay. And Fair enough. So here's the thing. It, it, if, you, if your relationship doesn't make it through this, it's because you are not meant to make it through this with that person. Fair enough. One more question for you, Carlin, before we uh, wrap this up, because I know you have a client coming up. Uh, Yeah. Conflict. If something is bothering you, what's the best way to bring it up with your partner? Because you can't take five out. Like, what's the best way to deal with something that's pissing you off? Totally. So conflict resolution, healthy conflict resolution um, uh, tools, right? So it is about first understanding, A, why are you agitated? 
right? Uh, what is the thing that is agitating you? Then it's about taking a hot minute and saying to yourself, I'm going to like go for a walk around the living room and really work through why this is triggering you, right? And then you're going to say to your partner, hey, I got something we need to talk about. When is a good time for us to talk about this? Because that's the thing with conflict resolution is all too often we get really agitated. We hold on to it. We don't process the truth of the emotions. Then what we do is it bottles it up and then we explode it all onto our partner. Right. So this is a good time to not do that. This, this is a good time to like, to, because if you explode onto your partner, there's nowhere for you to go. Right. This is literally, you are stuck in here with them. So get clear about what it is that is actually triggering you, what the agitation really is and tell your partner, Hey, when is a good time today for us to talk, to have a conversation, then come together, sit down, have a conversation, but understand when you're both, feeling really intensely and say, okay, I need a five minute timeout. I'm going to take five minutes, but I'm going to come back to this conversation and we are going to complete what we can. And don't be afraid to allow conversations to go through a couple di- a couple days, because that's the thing is that we feel like we have this thing. We need to get it out of ourselves right now. We need to talk about it right now. And then we blurt it all out. And then all that really does is hurt us and hurt our partners instead of, um, being able to have healthy boundaries to, to properly conflict res- and resolve what is going on. That's some great advice, Carlin. We love you, by the way. We love you. I'm sorry today was a little bit more serious than usually our fun stuff, but it's a little bit of like a more of a really transitional time. Yeah. And I think it's it's important to remember to have fun, but it's also important to remember that there is intention in what we are all going through as a global collective right now. And there are things that we can realize within ourselves and within our relationships to better our lives. And this is the time. Now, Dr. Carlin, uh, if somebody is struggling with this time of isolation or in their relationship, you do offer sessions online. How do people get a hold of you? Yes, I love it. So uh, I do all of my sessions are online. People can get a hold of me by literally you could slip into my DMs uh, and uh, because it's pretty quiet in there right now. Uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, let me know, you know, the best way to contact you. You can go on my website, carlincosta.com, on Instagram at carlin.costa, C-A-R-L-E-N dot C-O-S-T-A. Message me, email me, slide into my DMs. Let's have a conversation and let me help and heal you. Thanks, girl. We love you. This episode is over, but the conversation doesn't have to be. Follow Hillary and Sandra on social. Instagram at Hillary on Air at Sandra Kiss 1053. Twitter at Hillary Welch at Sandra Kiss 1053. And on Facebook at Quick and Dirty Podcast. Got a question? Email Hillary and Sandra, the quick and the dirty at gmail.com. Don't forget, you can download the podcast each week to your mobile device to listen offline. Find the quick and the dirty on FrequencyPodcastNetwork.com, iTunes, or wherever you download your podcasts.